This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. It's time for Joyce's Thought of the Day on News Talk 850 WFTL. They were there, and they were standing on those front lines as only the brave men and women who serve in the military are, and their families who stay behind and don't really know what their fate will be. Somebody had suggested that I may want to start listing the names of some of the members of the military in the Israeli Defense Forces Um, during this Friday portion of the show. And I'm thinking about it. I really am thinking about it. But this is some time that I devote to the men and women who serve in the United States military. So when I hear clearly from, from God what I'm supposed to do about that, I may consider adding the names of the IDF. Unfortunately, the first known casualty of hostages, American hostages being held in Gaza, we are now, um, we're now aware of the fact that uh, an American male, age 70, has been reported as dead. His wife is still a hostage in Gaza. Um, I'll report more when I know more about the story, but right now there's just too many things left unsaid, there is a reporting service about the hostages, which has uh, stated that one American hostage has now been killed by the terrorists. Um, We just don't know. I did read an article today that made me feel somewhat better about the condition of our military, which I am very worried about. And I think most Americans are pretty worried about because we seem to have the wrong priorities when it comes to the military. And uh, I, I remember things like the way we left the airfield in Afghanistan and the loss of American soldiers at that time. And I get a queasy feeling in my stomach about this administration and what they think of the men and women who serve and what they're willing to do to protect this country and democracy all over the world. So I was grateful to hear that the Air Force is planning to bring the Pacific Island airfield, the one that launched the atomic bombings of Japan, back into operating commission. It's trying to broaden their operations, or at least their basing options, just in case we have to face some hostilities with China. And I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that that's imminent. So General Kenneth Wilsback, who's the commander of the Pacific Air Forces, told an Asian publication in an interview that got published this week that North Airfield on the island of Tinian will become an extensive facility once work has been completed to reclaim it from the jungle 
that has grown over the base since the last U.S. Army Air Force units abandoned it in 1946. Because, of course, that was during my father's uh, time in the military. He did serve in that Pacific Theater, and it was the Army that had Air Force units, or that at the time they were called Army Air Force, and not since 1946, the end of World War II, has that been a base. So apparently there's been tremendous progress in reclaiming that base. The Air Force is also adding facilities at the Tinian International Airport, which is right in the center of the island. Pacific Air Forces confirmed these comments to the news services, but said they have no official release on the subject, which is fine. I don't need to know everything. Nobody needs to know everything. There should be some secrecy to preserve the integrity of a base. Uh, Tinian is part of the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands, which is a territory of the United States there in the Pacific. It's about 6,000 kilometers, which is how many miles? I guess about almost close to 4,000 miles west of Hawaii in the Pacific Ocean. There's only about 3,000 people living on the entire 39-square-mile island. And while there's no uh, announced, like I said, there's no statement that has been forthcoming from the Air Force, um, it does look as though they should be able to get this operational pretty quickly. Tinian, with the islands of Saipan and Guam, my father served in Guam, has a very rich history of air operations. That is one of the bases where my father repaired. He was not a pilot. He was an airplane mechanic. And that he, he was on Guam repairing a lot of uh, military equipment during World War II. And during those years, the all three of those islands that were they had to be captured. They were under Japanese occupation at the time, and they were home to, you know, these enormous fleets, considering the size of these islands, of B-29 Super Fortress bombers, which were the bombers that were raining destruction on the uh, Japanese homeland. The deadliest bombing raid, of course, which took place on March 10th of 1945, was a firebombing of Tokyo, that killed as many as 100,000 people, injured a million people, and was carried out by B-29s that were launched from these self-same islands. And during the bombing in 1945, it was Northfield on Tinian that uh, became the largest and busiest airport in the world. It had eight, uh, four 8,000-foot runways, 40,000 American troops, personnel, and then it sealed its spot in history on August 6th of 1945, when in the wee small hours of the morning, in the darkness of the morning, a B-29 bomber by the name of Enola Gay rolled down the runway and it was carrying the uh, atomic bomb that would be dropped on Hiroshima that very day, that morning, killing 70,000 people with the initial blast and bringing the world into the nuclear age. And just three days later, another B-29, um, the one that, that the Enola Gay was the bomber that attacked Hiroshima. But three days later, there was another B-29 bomber named Boxcar, 
which took off from Tinian and dropped an atomic bomb on Nagasaki, killing another 46,000 people with its initial blast. I tell you those things because I believe that we should not forget our military history and the things that, good and bad, right and wrong, that we have participated in over the years. And so I think it's important to remember the places and the times and what was going on. And the Air Force's fiscal 2024 budget shows $78 million has been set aside, or it's actually sought, for construction projects on Tinian Island, which is part of this reclamation project, which is called the Agile Combat Employment Strategy. Agile Combat Employment Strategy, I guess ACE, you know how they love initials, um, which an Air Force uh, document says will shift operations from the centralized physical infrastructures to a network of smaller uh, dispersed locations that can complicate the enemy's planning and would definitely provide us with more options for joint force commanders. And much of the U.S. air power in the Pacific is now concentrated on a few large air bases like Anderson, um, that's the Air Force Base in Guam, or Kadena Air Base, which is on Okinawa. So a friend of mine recently spent uh, two years of her life in Okinawa on that uh, Kadena Air Base. She was a psychologist working with members of the military. Now, if you hit one of those bases, you would essentially cripple our military's ability to hit back on any adversary because you would have too much of your air power concentrated in those bases. And as China, the one country that the Pentagon has identified as its pacing threat, it's growing its missile forces. The Air Force is looking for places to be able to put their fleet and therefore make it more difficult for them to target our military. According to a 2022 paper from the Air Force Air University, ACE helps mitigate Chinese threats by dispersing forces throughout the theater, using hub-and-spoke basing configurations, and offering the service unpredictability and requiring the PLA, the People's Liberation Army, to uh, you know just launch more missiles, which of course makes it less and less effective. And let's face it, we know they're going to go for Taiwan. Um, and we know they're running out of time because their biggest fear is that Donald Trump resumes the presidency and then Taiwan will become off limits for them again. I believe that. I don't know if you do, but I believe that. And so um, they need to be prepared. And I believe that, you know, if you had an Air Force base on Tinian where you could put F-22 stealth fighters and then also have them flying out of the international airport, that it would be a definite sign to the PLA that we ain't playing. And then if uh, Donald Trump resumes the presidency, which I believe he will, we will be, we'll be scary as all get out, which is what we need to be in this era. You wanna create a targeting problem so that they don't know how to stop us. And I know that uh, that's the kind of plan that we need to have in place. Don't forget to download our app, the 850WFTL app. You can download it on your cell phone. You can download it on your iPad or your laptop. 
because that way you'll have access to breaking news. And, you know, over the next week or so, many of the talk show hosts that you are used to listening to, from Dan Bongino to Brian Kilmeade to me, will be on their own family holidays with their families. And many of those shows will be either hosted by someone else or uh, best of programming, which you see every year at this time. And so if you've got that app on your phone, you can listen to podcasts. Maybe you missed, you know, 10 of my podcasts during the course of the year. Catch up, you know, put the app on your phone or go to the website, 850wftl.com. Maybe you've just discovered, for instance, The Morning Show. You can catch up on their podcasts as well as the Unidentified Alien podcast that Stephen Diener does or The Cool Dad Rules that Bill Adams does and anything else that you want to listen to. Holidays are a good time. I'm going to do a lot of podcast catching up myself, so I'm recommending it to you all. What did we do before the phones could accommodate all this stuff? Anyway, let me take a quick break. Derek will not be with me today. I'm here in his place, in his home, doing my program while he's off gallivanting with his wife. But uh, I'm thrilled that they have a little romance time. This is their wedding anniversary this week, so they went away for uh, two days and left me with the two most incredible grandchildren on the face of the earth. I know yours are just as incredible, but hey, let me let me quell about mine. I'm here with them. Quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I know that person, that uh, Joyce Calvin person, and she was out there speaking to some groups over the last couple of weeks, and at one of the events at Kings Point in Tamarack, I met a gentleman by the name of Gary Barve, and he is running for the congressional seat, which is where I live, which is currently held by Jared, I really don't know how he got to Washington, Moskowitz. Now, that's not his real middle name, but it's good enough for me. Gary, on the other hand, is a proud uh, Trump-supporting, MAGA-supporting candidate, the likes of which CD23 really, really, really needs. So let me introduce the audience to Gary Barb. How are you, Gary? Hey, Joyce, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for inviting me on your great uh, the Joyce Kaufman show. It's really great to be here. And thank you for the very kind introduction. I think it's very accurate. I am a youth supporter of President Trump, and uh, I love President Trump. And uh, uh, yes, uh, I am running for U.S. Congress in Florida's 23rd District uh, to support and supporting President Trump's America First agenda 100%. 
And I was just saying in the first segment of the show, these are very troubled times all over the world. And America is supposed to be leading. And you cannot lead with some, you know, decrepit uh, Democrat in the White House and so many mindless Democrats in Congress, including Jared Moskowitz in the district in which I live. So I'm excited that you're running. And I, I guess my first question is, you are... Um, you are a, an American with some Indian heritage. Um, did you grow up here or in India? Well, uh, I was born in Summit, New Jersey in 1984. <laughs> and uh, okay. like I say during my speeches, unfortunately, I would have loved to grow up in our country, Joyce. But unfortunately, mm. I did not have the great opportunity of growing up in our great country. I did grow up in India. But here's the thing, a lot of people have asked me about my time in India, but here's my answer to each and every person who asked me that question, and I'm going to answer it the same way right now. I do not talk about my time in India very, very much at all, because it detracts from the love that I have for our great United States of America. So I don't talk about it. If you want to talk mm -hmm. about the United States of America, I'm happy to do that. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'm a proud American. I, I always say this. I have President Donald J. Trump, Republican-American blood in me, and I'm ready to fight for my country, which is the United <laughs> States of America. I love that because we are a nation of immigrants and people who come to this country craving the freedom and the democratic principles always, in my opinion, make the very best citizens. Some people who are just born here and never knew anything other than America take it for granted. And we need some people to go to Washington who the only thing they take for granted is that it's going to be a hard job. Do you think you're ready to take on this hard job? Most definitely. Most definitely. I think uh, our campaign is gathering tremendous momentum. Uh, I've been uh, campaigning for the last approximately two months now. I've attended many meetings, uh, done a few radio shows like your great show today. And I think our campaign is generating tremendous momentum. And uh, mm -hmm. I do want to say this, uh, if I'm uh, allowed to digress a little bit, you said you were, I think you said uh, you were dedicating this episode to the military. I want to say mm -hmm. something about uh, the wars that are going on in our world right now. Would you allow me to do that right now real quick, please? Absolutely. Go ahead. So I want to talk about, number one, uh, I'm, I support Israel 100%. And make no mistake that it's a terrorist attack by Hamas against Israel, and Israel is our friend and ally. But remember this, Joyce, and our great viewers and listeners. Under President Trump, there were no new wars. There were no new wars under President Trump. And I believe the way President Trump achieved this is he built successful working relationships with people such as President Xi of China, King Jong-un of North Korea, Zelensky of Ukraine, Putin of Russia. He built successful working relationships with them. But at the same time, he projected American strength. And so because of that, these leaders respected President Trump, and they still respect President Trump, but they respected our country. They respected our United States of America. Under Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Moskowitz, our country is losing respect. I really, really am very sad to even say this, because I love our country, I love the United States of America, and I love President Trump. But it's the reality, and we need President Trump back in office. President Trump, I believe, will become the 47th president of the United States of America. And I'm with President Trump 100%. President Trump will save America. 
I couldn't agree more. And that's the kind of vision that I am talking about when I talk to people about who we should be supporting. And supporting candidates like Gary Barb means that you have to get your hands dirty. You've got to campaign with him or at least uh, make some phone calls. You've got to donate money to these campaigns, whether it's Gary or someone else. It's time to stop waiting for some kind of magic to happen. We're the magic and we need to start becoming very proactive. And again, he's absolutely right. You don't, I don't want a crazy person running this country who wants to get involved in every war, but I do want the kind of person who's unpredictable and who other leaders are at least a little bit frightened of. And Donald Trump has proven himself in the past. Uh, Gary, let me ask you a question. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of social issues that have become very important to MAGA people like me. Um, where do you stand on, for instance, school choice? Oh, I support school choice 100%. Look, number one, all schools that teach the CRT should lose federal funding. I support parents' rights in education. And so I support mm -hmm. school choice. I support uh, removing federal funding for all schools that teach the CRT, CRT meaning the critical race theory. Uh, I guess I can say this with a little bit more freedom because I'm a person of color, <laughs> but it is the reality. Uh, and then uh, men should not compete in women's sports, Joyce. That is, really should be an easy one. I really feel that mm -hmm. it's an unfortunate moment in time that the Democrat Party is even getting us into a situation where we have to talk about this. But men should not right. compete in women's sports. And I will support the ban of all child sex mutilation, child sex organ mutilation in all 50 states. Mm. Yeah, well, listen, that's certainly my values. What about uh, the southern border? I mean, obviously, there's no denying anymore that we have a border that's become so porous that we're actually importing the very drug that's killing an entire generation, not to mention, I have no idea who most of these people are. What do we do next? Well, I think uh, you're right, Joyce. Uh, over the last few years, under Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Moskowitz, and the entire Democrat Party, millions of illegal immigrants have crossed across the southern border into our great United States of America illegally, bringing in tremendous crime, horrific human trafficking, and deadly drugs, mm -hmm. like you correctly said, deadly drugs such as fentanyl into our country. We have criminal gangs such as MS-13 come into our country. These gangs are known for their cruelty. You know, they cut people up just for fun, and we have to fight against these by doing a number of things. Number one, we need to build a wall that works. The wall works. Under President mm -hmm. Trump, we had the southern border very much under control, and we need to build a wall. We need to stop catch and release. We need to stop asylum fraud, and we need to fund our police, sheriffs, and ICE, and also veterans, firefighters, and first responders. But in this context, Police, sheriffs, and ICE, because most, I really do believe this, Joyce, most police officers, sheriffs, ICE, and law enforcement officers are great people who run towards danger to protect civilians and residents they do not even know. And I believe this is bravery and courage of the highest level. So border security, I think, is one of the most important things that our country has to look at right now. And uh, President Trump will uh, get the border under control. I'm 100% sure about that particularly if he has a Congress that'll work with him. I mean, that last uh, experience was a nightmare where you had Republicans who just couldn't seem to get uh, 
strong enough in the face of what was going on to stop it. But, you know, you're like me. I'm an optimist. I believe that we're going to have another chance when 45 becomes 47. How about the economy? I mean, obviously, that's a big issue is economic growth and inflation. Where do you see us heading next? Well, I think, uh, remember this, under President Trump, we cut taxes, we cut regulations, and we had the greatest economy ever in the history of our country, Joyce. We had the greatest economy ever in the history of our country for all Americans, including African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, men, women. We had the greatest economy ever. So President Trump knows how to bring our economy back up again. And so uh, he and we had inflation under check. We had a lot of great things happening for our country from an economic perspective. And uh, I think the other way to achieve a great economy is drilling for oil and gas. I think becoming energy mm. independent and energy dominant is going to be very important because when the cost of energy goes down, right, because you're drilling domestically in our great United States of America, the cost of the entire supply chain goes down, right? Cost of construction, Mm -hmm. manufacturing, transportation, all these costs go down. And that brings businesses back into our country and reduces inflation as well. And uh, so Mm -hmm. I think these are the ways by which we can build a great economy. And obviously, reducing government spending is very important as well. Uh, If you reduce government spending, the economy will come back up again. Uh, and there's a way to do this. Uh, there's something called an yeah. impoundment. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's a very popular term, but impoundment is a way by which if we, there's an act, there's a 1974 Impoundment Control Act. If we overturn it, if the Congress overturns it, President Trump, when he becomes the 47th president of the United States of America, can reject, the way I understand it, he can reject government spending requests made by U.S. Congress. And he can send it back to the Treasury. And so I think that's another way to bring back our economy up again. So uh, Mm -hmm. I think that would be the way to achieve it. Yeah. Well, I do have to tell people before I let you go that uh, one of the things I found most impressive when I met you the other day was the fact that your faith is important to you and you're not reluctant to share that with people. And I think we've fallen so far away from even, you know, being responsible to God that uh, we've made quite a mess of things. So the fact that you're outspoken about your faith, I think is a big plus. And whatever a person's faith is, Christians, Jews, whatever. No, I I agree. uh, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe the Bible is the word of God. And uh, being a believer in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ is God has uh, helped me immensely in my personal life as well. I don't know how much time we have to talk about it, but it has helped me immensely in my personal life, and it is giving me faith. I'm fighting with faith, and I genuinely believe, Joyce, that we, as President Trump supporters, we have righteousness on our side. Because what Joe Mm -hmm. Biden, Kamala Harris, Moskowitz are doing right now with the Department of Justice, they are weaponizing the Department of Justice against President Trump, President Trump supporters and candidates supporting President Trump. So faith is going to be very important. And I say this to a lot of people, and I'll say it again. I believe President Trump will win the election, and I believe Jesus Christ is with President Trump. I genuinely believe this, and so I say it very proudly and happily. 
Well, and that's what we need. We need people who uh, stand on their principles. Uh, we don't always have to agree with everyone, but I need to be able to believe that you believe what you believe. Again, if you want yes, to find and, and out respect, more... And I respect all religions. I respect all religions, but mm -hmm. uh, I am a happy Christian. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, you and me both. And I want you guys to check out the website, find out more. It's GaryBarveForUSA.com. Barve is spelled B-A-R-V-E. So GaryBarveForUSA.com. Go to the website, find out more about this candidate. Get involved. This is my district. So I'm going to be spreading the word myself. And I think that's what we need to do. Gary, thank you and good luck. We'll talk again soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Joyce. You have a great uh, evening and uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for having Merry me on your show today. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas you. to you and your family as well. Well, you see, we're going to be featuring all of the candidates that are running for office. Some of them are fabulous. Some of them are not fabulous. But my job is to give you an opportunity to hear from them. I was very impressed with what I heard from Gary that evening. He didn't have a lot of time to speak and he covered a lot of territory. I'm sure that over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna start looking very closely at a lot of these candidates because it's, uh, it's crunch time, my friends, and we gotta get serious. Let me take a quick break. You stay right where you are. I'll be right back. Well, there's absolutely no question in my mind that wherever you are right now, uh, Christmas is imminent <laughs> about that. And you can, you can really feel it in the air. I mean, for people who live in South Florida like we do, or people who live in Southern California, it's not like we're gonna have snowy days, but there's a difference. There's kind of an attitude shift that takes place, which I must admit I like. I like the fact that people who normally would not ever smile at anyone suddenly, uh, crack a, the proverbial smile for each one of us. And I'm enjoying that. I hope it lasts a little bit longer, but I'm, I've been alive long enough to know that it will go right back to being angry, crazy people on January 2nd or 3rd, if we even make it through the holidays. Um, so much that I have been looking at in terms of, you know, when you have extra time, which I have right now, because obviously I'm not, um, well, I'm not home. And you do things very differently when you're not home, right? You have time for some recreational reading. And, you know, because most of the time, all I'm reading are things that go directly to research for my programming or for accumulate, look, I read that opinion from the Colorado Supreme Court, which I guess if you're an attorney, you might find that fascinating and fun. But if you're me, it's just tedious and it makes me really feel, uh, insig well, what's the right word? Unprepared without doing the research. Like I don't know how some of these radio personalities, who I know personally, get away with not reading an opinion like this and then talking about it. I, I don't know what they, where do they get the information in their heads or are they merely parroting and mirroring what they've seen somebody else's opinion be? I, I just can't do that. You know, I take this very seriously. It's a responsibility. It's also an incredible um, honor to know that people expect me to actually know what I'm talking about. I may not be able to explain it the way 
Alan Dershowitz does, but I'll read it and then I'll read Dershowitz's opinion and I'll read four or five others and I'll have a long conversation with my son, Derek. But I am going to do the best I can when it comes to putting in information in the upcoming years. We got some, next year is going to be really brutal. It's an election year and they've already made it clear that they just will stop at nothing to destroy Donald J. Trump. And now apparently uh, the chairman of the Republican Party, Ronna McDaniel, has her hands full. She's been pulled into the, the mess, the legal quagmire. There was a report yesterday claiming that she was involved in efforts to pressure Michigan election officials to challenge the result of the 2020 election. Now, I don't believe everything I read. I certainly don't believe everything I read in like Newsweek and AP and, and all those other sites. But there's a, a saying that what you're standing next to or, you know, fleas jump off one dog to the next. So any kind of tarnishing of an individual's relationship is bound to affect those close to them, particularly those who wield some power in politics. So you've got the former president who is the front runner. I don't think anybody's going to deny that anymore in this primary facing a federal case. This uh, Jack Smith is, is alleging that he worked to overturn the results of the election that was uh, won fair and square by Joe Biden, although to this day, no one can explain to me out of somebody hiding in their basement win, but okay. Um, now, of course, President Trump has denied any conspiracy. And I don't believe he did anything. I really don't. I think that he he talks a lot. And I think people don't like what he says. And therefore, they want to cast uh, aspersions and call this whatever. When you read that opinion, look, it's a, it's a scholarly work. And I guess you could say, well, here's some case being made for election interference, but it's not compelling. And the bigger question is, is it constitutional what they're doing? And will it serve the country well? Will it serve the country in a positive way? Because if not, I really don't want a civil war. I don't think anybody does. But that's the direction that they seem perfectly willing to take us down. So we need to fight back this year. As the year wraps up, we need to be serious about what positions we are uh, taking and defending them, being able to defend them. As one of the listeners who wrote me and said, well, what do I do? I'm going to LA too. Do I get into a discussion with family members who feel so differently? Yeah, we have no choice. They don't hesitate to get into discussions about it, do they? They think that they are always going to win the argument. So you've got to be prepared. Listen to my show, listen to Bongino, read, study these things. And you'll be prepared to make your case. Look, they don't have to agree with you and you don't have to convince them, but you got to stop being quiet because you just might be able to convince them. I know for a fact that I have a relative who, you know, if you'd asked them four years ago, if there was ever any possibility that they would support Donald Trump or actually any Republican, they would have, you know, made the sound of a wretch and then uh, stated uncategorically or categorically no. Now, uh, they're a little more concerned. They're thinking maybe they should do that. So there you have it. I'm not clear how that ended up the one minute, but I'm just going to uh, take a break right now. Um, you're listening to The Joyce Kaufman Show. It will be followed by Eric Erickson. Stay right where you are. I'll be right back. 
So if you think you are having a rough uh, day or a rough week or a rough month, D- Disney is really coming up against something that I just never thought about until I read this story. I first read it last night in Variety Magazine, which I actually um, don't read regularly, but of course my son does. And, you know, the Mickey Mouse, the mouse, just entered the public domain, which means that there's there's nothing, you can't stop anybody from using that image. That, and you know, let's face it, is there another image that's more widely known? I don't care what country you're in, I don't care what age group you're in, Mickey Mouse is Mickey Mouse, right? (laughs) Disney has sued people for copyright infringement for my entire lifetime. And even people who said, this is a joke, it's a parody, it's no big deal. um, They came after people for years in court. Uh, There was one guy, um, I'm trying to remember what his name was. He did a, a, a comic book, an underground comic book called Air Pirates Funnies, in which he had Mickey... Um, like as a drug smuggler and doing some really off-colored sexual things, right? And Disney sued him for copyright infringement, which is probably what he wanted because he, um, he was able to get lots of attention and then to stay out of prison, all he had to say was, I'll never draw the mouse again. So the guy's 81 years old, okay? This is 1971 that this all started. He was like 53 years ahead of his time because today he could do it. (laughs) If I draw a picture of Mickey Mouse, he said, I owe Walt Disney a $200,000 fine, $10,000 more for legal fees, and a year in jail. Hmm. But no longer. Mickey and Minnie on January 1st become public domain. And then from then on, you can do, uh, you can use them. You can use them and have them do crazy things if you want to. I don't know what the point would be, but uh, this has been a symbol of copyright wars since I was a kid. 95 years after Steamboat Willie, this has finally come to pass. It's a pretty big thing. It's generating a lot of excitement in the copyright community, so it'll be interesting. January 1st, Public Domain Day. So I thank you for your time this time until next time. And my plan is to be back live on the air next year. You know, I can say that today because um, I'll be doing some family time. We will have some opportunities for you to hear things you may have missed over 2023. But uh, enjoy the time. Spend some time with your family. This Remember the reason for the season. No matter what your faith is, it's a good time for families to grow closer. And uh, I thank you. I thank you for supporting me through yet another year of this radio program. And especially, Sharina, my producer, thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. See you in 2024. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.